Today on the episode, we're talking the ninja monster, the smog monster, Hidora, Hidora, the correct way to say it. All this and more on today's episode of... Godzilla, destroy all podcasts. Alright, I... Hey, hey you listener, how you doing? Hey, it's me, Logan, your lovely co-host, host, host with the most. I'm joined today by my wonderful, beautiful friend, Charles Montgomery Witherspoon. You can call me Chuck if you want. Yeah, Chuck. So I have to... God, so we work at the... If people don't know, Charles and I used to live together for a long time. We've been friends for 10 years. We work at the same place again. Yeah. <laughs> two <laughs> um, different jobs, same place each time. And But you work on first shift, I work on third shift. You traitor. Um, hey, I've been on every shift so far. I didn't betray that's, anybody. That's true. Um, when, I, when, I, when I make references to you with people at work, I'm like, oh yeah, Chuck. And they're like, who the hell is Chuck? Yeah, everybody I'm like, knows me by Charles like, only. Charles. How do people not know Charles is long for Chuck? I don't get it. I man. don't. And I, I, if I say Charlie, I never call you Charlie. No. If I were to say. People like. Uh, your mother. Not even her. She calls me. Uh, the fuck does she Your mother call you sir? No. <laughs> Why would she do that? She basically just calls me Chuck too. I, I don't know. Uh, there's a few people that call me Charlie. Uh. Alec from your other podcast, he does. Yeah, yeah, Alec, yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I just, I, it just bothers me that people don't know that you are Chuck. It, it's because I only know you really as Chuck. I very rarely call you Charles. You only call me Charles when we're being stern with each other, I think. <laughs> I got your mother. <laughs> <laughs> More like we need to have like a roommate meeting and we're being formal about it for some reason. Yeah, we get the gavels out in the top hats. Oh, I have a, I have this nice little silver hammer I bought at Walmart. It's got like four different screwdrivers in it. Why do you have a Why do you have a silver hammer? You beating up werewolves? No, I'm giving people lobotomies. You do that with an ice pick. Oh, you've been doing it wrong. God damn it! <laughs> I mean, I'm just banging it on the table because I'm bored. But otherwise, okay. How you been, Chuck? I've been doing pretty good. What's new in your life? What, what's going on? Uh, how was your fourth? It's, it's all right. It was pretty average. I didn't have a huge great time, but it wasn't horrible. What what, what was wrong? It's not a huge great time. Fourth I July. Mean, I, didn't, I didn't like have any parties or anything to go to. I just kind of chilled at my mom's. Gotcha. So we usually, I usually like to release episodes for this podcast around the fifteenth or so. Um, it's now the twenty second. <laughs> I'll release this like the tomorrow or the or the day oh, after. We had we had to reschedule a couple times. Oh my god, we tried to record on the fourth. Yeah. I don't remember what... Oh, I had a horrible migraine. Yeah, I was supposed to come over here before I went to my mom's, but I uh, texted you ahead of time. You said you couldn't do it because of your migraine. I had a horrible migraine. Like, I was out of commission for like a day, day and a half, and of fucking fireworks all around, too. And then we were supposed to record another day, and I just got back from bachelor party, and I was hungover as shit. Um, So, sorry, everyone, the podcast is a little late. I'm just a horrible person. (laughs) Um, and then we were supposed to record this past Monday, but you're like, I gotta stay over at work. I'm like, what about Tuesday? I have a thing to do. What about <laughs> Wednesday night after work? I have to stay over. <laughs> what about Thursday? I can make Thursday work. So here we are, four or five times rescheduled. Yeah, but we're because here. overtime sucks. Overtime does suck. Overtime does suck. So, yeah. 
Uh, so you're doing good? More or less. More or less? More more or less. You don't want to get into it on a podcast for, no, the, not, for the public to hear? The public does not need to know my life issues. I mean, you know, there's a saying in podcasting. You, you come for the topic, you stay for the host. Meaning that you get to know the host, you get to know a little bit of their personal life, you get to know their personality and what they are all about, and you learn to like them. So open Fair up, enough. Charles. <laughs> Chuck, Chucky Charles, Charles. Open up. What's going on? I lost my cat. Oh, no. Yeah, uh, Xena, actually the youngest one I had. You just ran away? Uh, we don't know how, but she must have gotten out one day when me... Or Pam was taking our dog Moose out to go to the bathroom. Pam is your significant other. Yes. Um, Zena is, she's an adventurous little kitty. So she probably went out like right as we went out before the door shut on its own. Oh, no. Yeah. So she's been gone for probably about a month and a half, close to two months oh, now. Oh, no. Yeah. I called the Humane Society. They, they said they'd call me if she showed up there. I've had a couple of different people after we put a post on Facebook about it. I've had a couple different people call me up about cat safe scene that fit the description. I actually hunted down one of them. Wasn't that, wasn't Xena? No, it wasn't her. Uh, from far away, it kind of looked like her, so I see why they called. Mm-hmm. But when I actually got the cat up close, I was actually able to pet it and stuff. I got close enough for it. I knew it definitely wasn't her. Mm. Color was off, and she was not, uh, like, approaching me as someone she knew. Yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, about three weeks later, I got a call from my uh, brother's significant other. Okay. Because she works over by, uh, I forget the name of the building, but well, she says no she's one, seen- No one here is going to know what the building is. I have no, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, the old middle school. Which one was it? Uh, Washington? Jefferson? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's over by Jefferson. Uh, she uh, works somewhere over there. She says she usually sees a gray cat, and one day she called me up, said she saw it, so I zoomed over there like right the hell away. I was there in like three minutes. <laughs> And it wasn't... I don't know for sure. It was the right color, probably around the right size, because this is still a growing cat, so it's a bit bigger. But she kept scurrying away, and I couldn't mm. get her in time. Like, and it was starting to get dark, and I, my fear was I didn't want to scare away from the area in mm. case she said she saw her again, I could come back and try again. But I haven't gotten a call back yet, but I'm still hoping. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, Charles. I didn't know all that. Yeah, well, I hope you find your kitty. Me too. I might call the Humane Society again here soon That's to see if they got a good one idea. Although I had a friend recently get hired there, so she said she'll uh, look into it for me. Who got hired at the Humane Society? Uh, my friend Hal's wife. Oh, fuck Hal. <laughs> <laughs> I really, it's a mainly a joke between you and me. I really, if Hal listens, I'm kidding. Don't, I'm not saying fuck you, Hal. Uh, there's a, there's a joke. So when we first, very first moved in, Charles and I, yeah. to the apartment, I moved in like first and then I took a nap and then Chuck was coming in and just grabbing something really quick with his buddy Hal or something. And then Hal just stood at the doorway and he's like talking to me while I'm like asleep. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, hey man, what's up? Well, good place. I'm like, I want to sleep, Hal. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, no, it's cool. He's trying to be friendly. <laughs> he was. Hal was, was, Hal is a polite young man. Yeah, he had good intentions. <laughs> he had good intentions, but I hold this dumbass grudge for like nine years of like, don't talk to me when I'm napping because I'm a piece because of shit. Because you're a goddamn grizzly bear when I'm, you sleep. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, but Hal, if you're listening, I'm kidding. But there is an inside joke between Charles and I where I'm like, fuck Hal. <laughs> it's all jokes. So just don't wake me up when I'm napping. Those are the rules. Yeah. All right, Chuck, what are we talking about today? 
Today we are talking about the smog monster or sludge monster known as Hydra. Hydra. Commonly mispronounced as Hedora. I I'm a big Hedora fan. Of I called it Hedora for the longest time too because I can't pronounce for shit. Mm-hmm. So I finally found the actual uh, pronunciation. You, you, it's a hard E with a silent O, apparently. Hard E, silent O. Hedora. Hedora. Yeah. Yeah. Hedra. Hedra. Um. All right. That's fine. I guess because Hedora kind of sounds like Ghidorah. Yeah, so, so you're used to saying Ghidorah, so you just kind of say it on mm-hmm. reflex. But, like, Hedra sounds like Ghidra, which is how you pronounce Ghidorah in Japanese. Yeah. So, I, it's the same thing. This It's just same thing. I it really know. is. <laughs> but what does the name Hedra mean? You got that? It means basically uh, toxic sludge, toxic basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, so tell me about this, this gooey boy. Uh, so this, uh, this gooey boy is actually a space gooey boy. I, I, when I said gooey boy, I'm like, that's a cute word. I'm gonna go with that. Hearing you say gooey boy. Yeah, it sounds a little weird, It sits, it's like, it's ash that falls into my ears. I don't like it. It's nice to say, hard to hear. (laughs) But, uh, this, this, uh, this sludge boy, I'll call him. That feels a little better. Yeah, a little better. That's a little better. I would say this garbage boy, because that's what he eats. <laughs> so this uh, sludge garbage-eating boy uh, came to Earth on a comet from the dark gaseous nebula in the Orion constellation. All right. I fuck, we've talked about this a lot. I fucking love the aliens and the Godzilla. The long-ass, like, origin planet names for these guys. Tell it to me again. The dark, the dark gaseous nebula in the Orion constellation. I feel like they use nebula a lot too. Yeah, yeah, nebula is very common. I mean, it's, it's the seventies. You know, nebulas are just the hot new thing you find out in space. I get it. Or like the dark nebula f- aliens in the black hole planet three from a. <laughs> what was that one from? Uh, Godzilla. Yeah. All right, all right. So, so what's this? What's this garbage? pale kid look like he well actually initially he's he's got like a well, let me start by clarifying this dude's got like five forms mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his uh, initial also known as young stage it looks literally like a tadpole like a frog's tadpole yes and like a uh, beefy tadpole yeah <laughs> a beef pole <laughs> yeah uh, and then um he goes to like an aquatic stage where basically a bunch of these little tadpoles get together, become bigger, and combine. They can merge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Hedorah's like a merge and disassemble monster, kind of reminiscent of... Dest- well, I guess Destroya's reminiscent of him. He came out a lot sooner. Yeah, that is a fun fact, that Destroya was kind of inspired by Hedorah here. Yeah. So he's got the duplication, remerge abilities. So basically a bunch of little tadpoles just started merging up until they got real big and huge, and uh, basically became what looks like a mass of sludge. Right. So tell me about the landing form of him. Well, first you actually have the aquatic form, which is just sludge swimming through water. Right. Then he hits land, becomes the landing stage, and then he kind of grows feet. You don't see him under the sludge, but he's he's got feet and like little arms. He he moves kind of like a frog. 
Yeah, kind of hops a bit, then crawls a bit. This was my actual favorite part of the film he's in, where he's all hoppity and like yeah. really tangly. And he looks like a frog that had a really bad day. Yeah, and like the it kind of looks like a ghillie suit. You know what a ghillie suit is? Yeah, like what the snipers wear, like the big mossy. Yeah, it looks kind of leafy, but it's actually like sludgy. Yeah, yeah, looking. yeah. So that's what this first form kind of looks like. And he's all hopping around, and he gets, like, picked up by the tail and slammed on the ground by Godzilla. Yeah. But doesn't do anything to him. Um, but uh, it's also a really weird part of that movie for me, too, because I'm like, out of nowhere, he j- he makes landfall, and he sees, like, these smokestacks, like, just oozing mm-hmm. black, mm-hmm. toxic air, and that's what he kind of feeds off of. And then it cuts to this nightclub, that has the trippiest stuff going on in there. Yeah. And then it's got like these like ink blot videos playing in the background. I'm like, <laughs> what kind of nightclub is this? I don't get it. It's the 70s, bro, which is I, like yeah. America's 60s. <laughs> it, was, it was really trippy. I feel like uh, some people get a kick out of that if you want to watch the movie. that That's like the main trippy scene where people are like, this movie's so fucking trippy, bro. And it's like, it's like one or two scenes. It's It's weird. But it's not like... Yeah, it just kind of keeps cutting back and forth from that, and the monsters yeah. are fighting for the, just the first fight. After that, it's not in the movie anymore. Yeah, it's really not in the it's movie. A, it's, I just thought it was like really random to have like that be the interior scene for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what, what's what's the next form that he takes before we get into like the plot of the movie and stuff? Yeah, the next form he takes is his flying stage, which, in my opinion, is like his most deadly stage. Deadly to humanity. Yeah. Uh, actually, I mean, he, almost also, K- he almost KOs Godzilla. Yeah, also, actually, technically, also, oh, yeah, uh, when he KOs, almost KOs Godzilla, he's basically on the ground gasping for air because of mm-hmm. the noxious gas he spews when he's flying around. Yeah, so this is why he's also called the smog monster in the U.S. cuts, because he shoots this deadly... Uh, sulfuric acid. Yeah, that's... I mean, it's it's a smoke. It's like it's, it's like a gas. Aer- it's, so an it's, aer- it's an aerosol form of sulfuric acid that he just propels himself through the air with. So no matter where he's flying, he's either corroding metal or melting flesh down to nothing. Literally, like a couple of scenes, like a lot of the scenes, there's people running, and then all of a sudden they just drop dead when he passes over them, or like they'll cut and it's like just a skeleton in like clothes. Oh yeah, Except the clothes are fine, but the ske- <laughs> the flesh is gone. Yeah, for some reason. <laughs> They even like show one guy melting his clothes are fine, but the rest of them's just going away. It's polyester, it's plastic, bro. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Although since it melts metal, you think it would still get the clothes. I mean, I don't know. There's gotta be something in the world that melts metal but doesn't melt plastic. There's gotta be some I, I mean technically fire can melt metal, but it burns plastic. Mm, it can melt plastic. I don't know. This True. Is a dumb. That's, yeah, we're getting a little dumb. off here. <laughs> All right, what's the final form? Of the like? final form is his perfect stage, or also oh, so we didn't say what the flying stage looks like. Basically, looks like a flying saucer. Yeah, it looks like, like a, a like a sludge covered flying saucer, basically. Kind of tadpole ish, still. Yeah, it still has like that tadpole flair to it, as far as like aerodynamics go. It's like big in the front, thinner in the back. And then the final perfect stage, what's that look like? Um, actually, it towers a bit above Godzilla at this point. It's, it's so huge. Yep. He's got arms and legs and kind of a bit of a tail. And one big eye and then a smaller eye. So the eyes are a very common thing amongst the landing, flying, and perfect stage. Yeah, he's got the one big eye and then a smaller one. And they're big sideways red eyes. Yeah, like ours go, you know, horizontal. His goes like vertical. Yeah. And you didn't want to bring this up. No, I really didn't. I have to bring this up because it's like, it's oddly a very important, it's not very important, but like it's mentioned in everything. (laughs) 
the eyes were the director of the movie took inspiration for the eyes off of female genitalia. He said he designed the eyes to look like vaginas. I don't know why he would do that though. Why would you admit that? I know, like, I, like, like, oh yeah, no, they just look like vaginas, bro. Like that's cool. It's it's funny. It's like, ah, uh, is it funny? Yeah. Like, you know, the eyes aren't like like vagina like. They're just vertical, like you said. Yeah, but they're just big and red. Like, I don't, God, I don't. This the more I say, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we're, and since you already dropped that, I'll actually hit you up with some additional information. The initial stage, uh-huh. the way they did that, uh, how they made it move in water and stuff, and what they designed it around, it's literally a condom filled with shit and electrified water to make it move. No. It is. Where'd you read this? So, same place you probably read yours. Oh, I, I must have skipped it. Holy <laughs> shit. It, it's a condom filled with feces? Fe- feces? No, not feces. I, oh. When I said shit, I mean just... Like literally, like stuff, garbage. Not, oh. not literal. Someone took a <laughs> shit. You meant like literal <laughs> no. human dookie? No, no one took a shit in a condom. <laughs> threw, it in, threw it in a fucking. God damn it! You said a condom full of shit. I'm like, gross. What the fuck? I poorly worded that. <laughs> but yeah, they basically they had a condom. They filled it with like I'm guessing some black substance because it looks like a black tadpole in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they put it in like a, one of the I forget petri dish, mm-hmm. and then electrified the water to make it move. And that's okay. why it moves like so like zigzag weird the, okay yeah. so i've got that zigzag movement in the movie the condoms are made of rubber it should have insulated whatever is inside of it i i'm not sure i don't know hmm? all right must have been a really high voltage i guess <laughs> okay you got any... all right let's get the gross stuff out of the gross stuff the gross the stuff's mostly done yeah let's 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 move on all right so i mean as gross as you can get from a yeah. sludge monster i mean it's a sludge monster um you want to go into some of the abilities yeah yeah let's talk about some of what he can do uh, first of all, his entire body is a weapon. Yes. Uh, basically, anything that comes off of him is an acidic sludge. And he actually can take chunks of himself and throw it at his enemies. <laughs> he actually does this to Godzilla multiple times throughout his fights. Because it's, it's corrosive and, <laughs> yeah. like, melted Godzilla's hand down to the bone. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla made the mistake of trying to punch him straight in the gut. Mm-hmm. But because his body, which I'm considering another power, he is like a sludge body. His fist went straight into him, did nothing to Hedora, Hedra, 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 <laughs> Hedra, pulls it back out and is like withered down to almost the bone by that point. You know, people make fun of like the late stage Godzilla movies, because um, after this is Gigan and then uh, the, God- the Mechagodzilla ones, Megalon. Um, then Terror shortly after. Yeah, yeah. But like, this one on... Godzilla takes some damage. Yeah. Like, he gets kind of beat up in the first, you know, like, in, like, you escape from Astro Monster and stuff, and the head three-headed monster. Like, you know, Ghidorah beats him up a good amount, but, like, these later stage Showa ones, Godzilla's really, like, beaten up. He's almost, like, got, like, Hedra, like, literally almost beats Godzilla several times. Oh, yeah. And, like, Makes his hand into fucking bone. Like yeah. he also threw some sludge at his face and kind of burned out one of his eye. eye. Yeah. yeah, blinded him on one side. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I like the late stage show a lot, but people make fun of it, but like, it's, it's some good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a little unfortunate that, uh, Hydra was only in one movie because he's actually one of Godzilla's more fearsome foes because of how difficult he is to deal with. This, this movie and foe is also one that the fan base really, really loves or doesn't like. Yeah. Like, this is a very polarizing, uh, figure. We'll get into what we feel on it and when we get into the plot of the movie. Uh, that he appears in, but because this isn't a, a Godzilla movie re- review show, it's not at all. This is just facts about the creature, and we talk about the movie they're in. Yeah. So, all right, keep going with the special abilities. Uh, next would be the uh, sulfuric acid mist, mm-hmm. which is uh, he can use it in other forms. Although in the movie he doesn't. The only time you actually see him using it is when he's flying around in his flying stage. But in the some of the video games he uses it. Yeah, in the video games he uses it, but in the movie, for some reason, he only actually apl- applies it when he's flying around, mm-hmm. because that's how he propels around. He doesn't actually use it in a fight, although in his flying stage, that's literally the only way he can fight, is just by spewing the acid. Right. Um, although it does say, since the flying stage is still early in its lifespan... Uh, there was a statement somewhere that said that he doesn't quite know exactly how to fight, like, super well until he gets to his perfect stage. At that point, he's kind of mimicking Godzilla's yeah, fighting a little bit, too. He keeps, yeah, he fights Godzilla multiple times throughout the movie, actually. It's actually one of the few movies where there are many more fights than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, like, I was gonna go into it when we get into it. Um, the fight scene at the end is one of the longest in Showa history. Yeah, because he has to beat him, like, twice to actually yeah. beat him. Yeah. Um, alright, what other special abilities does he have? Uh, then he's got, uh, he's got that crimson beam he can fire from his eye, the big eye, actually. Uh, it's also, it's actually called... It's called uh, the Hedorum Ray. The, yeah, the, the Hedrium Ray. Hedrium Ray, sorry. It's pronounced the same way his name is, kind of. Okay. So, yeah, it's a, it's just like this big... It's it's not even big. It's a, it's a thin red... It's, it's a thin, jagged red... Craigly, yeah. Yeah. And also, just like everything else he does, it can burn whatever it hits. Mm-hmm. Kind of like acid. Yes. So, even when he's shooting him with that laser, he's burning him away. Like this guy just really likes eroding things. <laughs> well, the whole point of this monster is that he feeds off pollution. Yeah, like, and, uh, like during their first fight, Godzilla caught him like, eating off of a smokestack from a factory. Yeah, so l- th- this film has a very, very clear message of, like, yeah. stop Don't polluting. Pollute. And we all see how that well how well that went. Yeah. Um, so, also getting back to the acid sludge, he can, when he, he can't, not only does he throw it, he can also, like, encase people with it because yeah. like godzilla fell into a hole and he just starts spewing the sludge out of his body to fill the hole and it's terrifying because he can actually do that continuously without losing mass yeah. which means he's creating infinite toxic sludge when, when i saw that scene i felt so bad for the suit actor inside <laughs> i'm like oh you have to like pretend you're drowning while also probably drowning because <laughs> like, you're one yeah, you, you really, uh, i just want to take a moment you really got to give it up for these suit actors these are not easy suits to maneuver around in. no they're heavy rubber <laughs> in, suits. yeah in fact the suit actor for uh hidora uh his name is actually uh Kempachiro Satsuma, which is the main Godzilla suit actor for most of the Heisei series. Yeah. He stated in an interview that it was so difficult to maneuver in that suit that in during the, the fight suit? yeah, that yeah, during the fight scenes, the suit actor for the Godzilla suit actually had to take point in all the fight choreographies 
so that he could know where he needs to maneuver. Oh. Because it was so difficult to do so. That's a lot of the Godzilla villain suits are just so bulky and and cumbersome. It's because his villains got to look very fearsome or frightening. Like, they have to have a lot on them to make them look like actual fearsome foes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Any other special abilities? Yeah, he's got, uh, like we said earlier, his division and recombination ability where he can come apart and then recombine later and reform. Kind of like a certain Dragon Ball Z character. Yeah. Um, Majin Buu. Yeah, Majin Buu. Or uh, Evil Boo, Kid Boo, all the different freaking Boos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which actually is also reminiscent of his ability to evolve through combining with himself. Yeah. Huh. So that actually kind of makes sense. Majin Buu might be uh, a Godzilla fan. Yeah. Or, or was Akira inspired Toriyami. by <laughs> Or was inspired by Hedra. Yeah. Uh, also, it does not matter how he is dispersed, because there is actually a scene in one of the fights where Godzilla is swinging him around and all the sludge is flying anywhere. Of everywhere. And then after a while, all that sludge starts coming to life and reforming. So even if Godzilla throws him apart, he'll just recombine. That has a big part to do in the finale. Yeah, it does. Um, And then also, probably another one of his like biggest abilities is just his durability. Yeah, he's just so hard to take down because of how malleable his body is. He just takes almost zero damage. Yeah, physical attacks do almost nothing. He takes the atomic breath and just like, oh, it made me sparkly. Yeah, and I, it's like whoa. That's basically the atomic radiation reacting to the sludge and toxins in his body, and just basically fizzling out and doing nothing. Yeah, and then whenever you do do physical damage to him, punch him, you're you're taking damage because of the corrosive acid. Yeah, so so Godzilla, Big G had his work cut out for him in this one. Oh yeah. So how what is his weakness then? How does how do you beat uh, him? Drying him out. Is actually how they beat him in the movie. They had to make mm-hmm. these giant electrodes and lured him between them. The JSDF, yeah, made the giant electrodes. And when which they, we should do an episode on just like all the dumb, like machines. human yeah, organizations, all the, all the human inventions they yeah. come up with to beat these monsters. And yeah, stuff. I, I, so that's probably later down the line. But yeah, yeah. so w- what do they do? They build this giant electrode. Yeah, they build these this pair of giant electrodes, and then they lure. Hedra between them with some of Godzilla's help to get him actually in there. Mm-hmm. And then they flip the switch and dried him out. And then from there, Godzilla just starts crumbling his body down. Mm-hmm. But as he's doing so, he apparently didn't get dried out all the way through. And Hedra bursts out of this shell of a body in his flying state and flies off. And then reforms back into his adult stage. Yeah. Um, so we'll get we'll break that scene down just a little bit more here in a second. But basically his weakness is to be dried out. Yeah. Um, Makes his body unmalleable and is vulnerable to actual damage. I do like how a lot of the Godzilla movies where it's like, here's his weakness. We have to lure the monster to this place. <laughs> like here they have to lure Hitera to the giant electrodes. Biolante, they have to lure Godzilla through this minefield of like, you know, stuff to make his body cold and shit. Right. Or heat up. And it's like... I think the only time where I feel that they took the invention to the monster, or one of the only times, was uh, in Terra Mechagodzilla, when they attached a sensor to Titanosaurus' head and hit him with sonic waves with it. (laughs) I just love how there's the plot hole of, like, we have to get this monster with a mind of its own to this location. (laughs) (laughs) And literally in this one, Godzilla has to drag his ass to it. Yeah, the first time they get him there, they're just flashing lights on cars. And I'm like, 
it's, that scene was so fucking long. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. god. That took so long. Like they flicker the lights. He takes a step. They flicker the lights again. He takes another step. They did that for like almost five solid minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it was like. And then at the last second, Godzilla shows up and he turns around. Yes. Oh god. And then they break the fucking. Uh, fuses for yeah they flip the switch they start drying them out and then the fuses break because it takes so much power well and they also knocked over a bunch of power cables oh that's right but all right um anything else you got fun trivia or anything before we get into the plot of the movie uh let me roll around in the old noggin actually i think you accidentally mentioned a little bit of trivia earlier in the intro during the japanese trailer for this movie he was referred to as the ninja monster Yes. I have no idea why. Well, I mean, it's just... A lot of times, movies will, like... Well, you said it was a trailer. Yeah, it was just All a right. trailer. I was gonna say, because a lot of times, uh, movies uh, will send... When they send movies to the theater, they'll put them in a fake case with a fake name on it. Ah. So, like, but that's probably... But you said it was in the trailer. So, yeah. But it's just interesting. It was called The Ninja Monster. It doesn't look very ninja-ish at all. I'm guessing maybe because of in the landing stage, he's hopping around and stuff. Yeah. Um, also, before we get into his main movie, he does appear in one other Godzilla film. Yeah, that is uh, Godzilla Final Wars and then the end of the Millennium series. So, his scene is pretty fucking quick. Oh, it's really quick. What's his scene in Final Wars? In Final Wars, well, let me lead up to the premise so you know why this is going on. Basically, Godzilla gets woken up at the North Pole, Pole starts getting lured back to fight some aliens, fighting mm-hmm. all his iconic enemies on the way. And then as he makes landfall in the major city, all you see is Hedera flying out of the water into a building, and then Ebra getting thrown into him. Ebra's a giant lobster, crustacean <laughs> monster, thrown into Hedera, and then Godzilla just blows them both up. That's it. Literally. Over. Not even 15 seconds. Yeah. Um, we're gonna cover, I think we should probably just cover Final Wars as its own episode someday. I know we're not a movie review, but that one's just so wild, we should just do that as its own. Yeah. But that's much further down the road. Considering there are, like, a ton of monsters in yeah. that movie. It's gonna get referenced a lot. We might as well I mean, just we've, give it a full we've episode. referenced it in a lot of our... Almost every episode so far. Yeah, except the first one. Um. Yeah, but there's only one monster in the first one, nothing to reference there. That's true. Uh, another fun fact: he, uh, Hedera Hedora Hedera is the uh, is the first of the Toho monsters to be depicted as a hand drawn animation in some scenes, uh, which is really cool. So there's some scenes where they do. Oh hand-drawn. yeah, it's kind of like uh, those little cartoony yeah, scenes. Yeah, like yeah. someone made like a little cartoon with drawings. Uh, he's the first one to uh, be depicted that way. Is there another one? Um, I mean, if you count like the extended like cartoon universe and stuff. Oh yeah, you true. Know, um, and especially, he's the first one that's the debut film to have that too. Right. Um, I can't think of another one off the top of my head that has a movie portrayed like that. But this movie, the movie, uh, Hedera vs. Godzilla or Smog Monster vs. Godzilla, um, when it comes back to those cartoons and stuff, it, it gives me. You ever watch Monty Python? Uh, I've seen the Holy Grail. Okay, so you kind of know what I'm talking I about. There's another one. There's intercut scenes with like car- cartoons and stuff. Yeah. That's a very big Monty Python thing. Terry Gilliam does the cartoon artwork. Uh, this movie kind of gives me vibes of that because it does kind of cut between this cartoon here and there and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is very Monty Python-ish. Yeah, you know, and, I never actually thought about that. And that they, they came out roughly Python. the same time. So maybe one was taking inspiration from the other. I don't know. 
I don't know if Terry Gilliam's a Godzilla fan or not. A lot of inspiration coming from this movie, then. It could be. Possibly. Or or they were inspired by Terry Gilliam. But um, we didn't mention the weight. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, What's yeah. the weight of the to big To be perfect? honest, the only real consistent weights we can have is for the final forms. Mm-hmm. Uh, for his debut movie, he was only 60 meters tall. And weighed 48,000 metric tons. Which is the heaviest for the Showa series. I believe so. Yes. Um, it's a lot of thick sludge. <laughs> That's some heavy sludge. It's infinite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, it is infinite. You can just spew it out constantly. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, that's about... Do you have anything other... Uh, any? His weight and height for the Millennium series. Oh, as, yeah. As, for Final Wars, as short as he was in there. He was actually 120 meters tall. Which Everything is, in the Millennium was big. Yeah. And then he weighed 70,000 metric tons in that one. Okay. Which, that's a huge... That's double the height. But not double the weight. Eh, almost. I mean, well, it's like two-thirds more. Yeah, he slimmed down a little bit for yeah. his big movie debut of a minute and a half. <laughs> Although, I mean, you see him a little bit in the credits spewing some acid, but that's about it. Um. All right, so let's get into the the plot of the main film that he appears in. Uh, I mentioned it before, it's Godzilla vs. Hedorah. Um, give me a quick rundown of this plot of the movie. Uh, basically, the comet flies by Earth, part of it falls down to the Earth, into the ocean, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, the planet's got a high pollution count right now, and he's basically, since he's from a gaseous planet, he just starts feeding on all the pollution. It, it follows a scientist and his son for a little bit in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Um, and I kind of feel bad for the dad because, like, he gets fucked up from it. Yeah, he encounters, like, one of the initial stages, but, like, a bit bigger, and it kind of sprays him in the face and arm a little bit, so he's all bandaged up for the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ooh, okay. He's like, I'm I'm happy he's not dead because he's the one that came up with the idea for the electrodes, I believe. Yeah, there was if a... If I remember s- correctly. I, I believe so. And then there's a sad moment when, like, the kid's, like, on the beach, and the dad's like, I'll be back in ten minutes. <laughs> it's been ten minutes, and the son's like... Dad, Dad, and Dad's not coming back. He does like they jump cut to the next scene where he is back, but it's like, oh man, that was like that was sorry. almost really dark. Yeah, that was almost really dark for a Godzilla movie. Sorry, kid. Although <laughs> later on, we see a whole crowd of people drop to the ground and incinerate. those are nameless extras. I can have no affiliation, we have no attachment to yeah. these people. They yeah. are just a group. Reminds me of another movie where Godzilla just says, "Oh, parking lot full of people." Boom. <laughs> That's what just uh, people. I, I've had someone ask me. He's like, "So is Godzilla a good guy or a bad guy?" It's like depends on the movie. Depends on the movie, bro. <laughs> uh, what? So I know we're talking about Hedorah. Which do you prefer, Godzilla is a good guy or a bad guy? Uh, I like him as a bad guy in some movies because he's really brutal. Mm-hmm. But I like him as a good guy in some movies because he's fighting off really brutal monsters. So you were answering in the exact middle, giving no real opinion. <laughs> I like Godzilla in all shapes and forms. I like him more as a good guy. I like cheering for him. I can't... Oh, I'm rooting for him either way. (laughs) He's like a wrestler. He he wants to take out a city just because he's pissed. (laughs) All the power to you, buddy. He's like a wrestler. He's like, I don't care. I just love he's my favorite wrestler. If he's a good guy, I'm going to cheer him. If he's a bad guy, I'm going to cheer him. Damn right. Um, I don't... Just something about Godzilla being like the good guy fighting for humanity. Just... It feels right. Speaking of a wrestling reference, though, I feel like Godzilla's had more heel face turns than most wrestlers. He's out there with, with Big Show of how many heel face <laughs> turns he's had. Um, all right. So, continuing on with the plot of the movie, basically... Hidora grows in strength, eats some smog, comes to land, eats some smog. Then 
Uh, Godzilla and him fight. Godzilla's like, oh, I didn't really do anything to him. Uh, he, and then Hidra kind of shrinks, shrinks away, evolves. Yeah, he like comes apart, mo- goes away. The parts get bigger, come back together, become stronger, starts flying around, basically doing that, killing people, gets, corroding buildings. Yeah, like like that flying stage has a high body count, just flying around cities. I just want to mainly get to the final fight because it's such a lengthy final fight. It really is. It's one of the longest fights I've seen. It, it's it's. I think I I should have looked this. I remember seeing it. I'm not for sure if I... I can't confirm it, but I'm like 98% sure that this is the longest fight scene in Showa history. The end fight scene. I'm not entirely sure. I'm 98% sure. No, I should have double-checked that before we got on, but right. I, I didn't have time. Um, So, he, there's a showdown at the beach. There's this final form, Hedera. Uh, also, a bunch of hippies are like, let's go to the beach and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> and the little kid's there, too. And then, I don't know why the kid was there. I don't just... So Godzilla turned into a kids franchise. I mean, he, he's yeah, he became like friendly to humanity after a while during the show series, and so you know, kids are around like, hey, Godzilla's cool. Oh, fun! Yeah, actually, there's a fun fact at the beginning of this movie. You see that kid playing with a bunch of different Godzilla toys. So the movie before this one was all it was all monsters attack, which that was the one where people were like, fuck that movie. <laughs> That's the one where it's the little kid's dream, and oh, it's baby Godzilla running I saw around. That. I saw that movie once. That's it. I couldn't deal. So that was the movie previous to this one. It was so this so is cheesy. I couldn't handle it. That it's not a great movie. Um, the mean, all if, monsters attack. If you have to see it, see it once and then move on. So that that's where it's a hard flip from Godzilla being like a badass monster movie to like Godzilla's a kids movie kind of. So I think that's why the little kids always in a lot of scenes in this film. Yeah, even if it's like, why is he there? Yeah, that's basically why. Um, so yeah, there's these hippies on the beach, and then at one point they start throwing torches at Hydra. Yeah, because he's making landfall again. Yeah, and there's this really funny scene. I had to rewind it three or four times. You never noticed this. You I have did, to yeah, go. I did not recall this happening. And you got to go back and watch this. Yeah, I'm gonna have to when I get when this so, when this is done. I'm gonna go home and I'm, I'm gonna look this scene up. There's these like two dozen people grabbing these torches and throwing it at Hedera, and he's like, it doesn't really affect me at all. He's like, oh, all right, cool. I'm kind of scared of fire, but not really. Fuck you guys. Um, someone they probably did like one or two shots so they just had to keep this one in someone runs up and it's kind of hard to see but you notice the the it going across screen he goes to throw the torch and the torch goes one way and then the ball of fire go pops off the torch and zips past like two people and almost hits a guy in a face in his face like it goes sideways oh i really need to and, look this up and i was like oh shit what the fuck just happened why'd that torch go that way i had to rewind it three or four times to see like oh my god and the guy's face when it throws and he notices what happens he's like oh shit but he has to look over and then notices it didn't hit anyone and just has to run back because he has to grab another torch and then the person that almost hits is like he threw his torch it almost hits him in the face he's like oh fuck and then he looks around, he's like, oh, we didn't say cut. Okay, I gotta go run back and grab another torch. It's like, you, <laughs> you know, almost got beamed in the face with fire. I swear, I bet you I saw it, but shrugged it off as in the monster's getting close and start freaking out and running away to get more shit. Yeah, it was, it's funny. It's worth, it's worth watching for that part. There's another uh, very important part of this final fight, which is worth full, full watching. So, Godzilla and Hidra tussle. Yeah. They fight. 
Um, this is. I think this is taking place at Mount Fuji. I believe. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the fights. Take place yeah, it's <laughs> Mount Fuji's in like almost every freaking Godzilla movie. But the the whole thing with him getting drowned by the sludge monster in the hole happens. Uh, the the people, the JSDF set up the giant electrodes. Yeah, they're trying to get this all set up and the wiring all connected while Godzilla's holding them off, basically. Um, it hits him a little bit, doesn't do anything, and then he does it a little more, and then it dries out the body, but there's still moisture inside. Yeah, so when Godzilla starts tearing him apart, he just pops out as his flying form. There is an interesting part here. So he pulls out two white orbs from like the, the sludgy body mess after it's electrified. Yeah. Everyone says those are eggs. It's actually supposed to be his eyeballs. Yeah. His eyeballs are red, so that's why everyone's like, well, what are those white things? Literally, the reason why they're not red, they didn't have time to paint them. That's I it. I did not know that. Yeah, this film was filmed, this, this, this film was shot in like 70 days or something, 78 days, I believe. So, like, they just had to, like, rush it. So, they're like... Oh, we should paint these red? No, fuck it. Put it in there. We got to film it now. You know, you'd think they could have at least explained it away as in the eyes got dried out and turned white. It would take more time. <laughs> more time to do that. Well, it took more time. No, to I mean, like, in an interview, if, like, that got, if that question got brought up, be like, oh, so you, when it the was, electro yeah, yeah. dried it out, the eyes turned white because they're dead. No, they just explained it like, yeah, we ran out of time. Those are his eyes. <laughs> like, they went with honesty, which is nice of them. But Refreshing. They, they, they could have went with, like, the quick white lie. Yeah, well, it was interesting, like, this film was, it was shot so quick, like, 70 days or 78 days, and it's regarded as one of the better films of yeah, the Godzilla show surprisingly, for how fast they had to rush through it. Which is very, very surprising. And, um, you know, for rushing, they really took their time on that fight. And the suit is, like, the suits are all really good. Yeah. For rushing, pretty good, and, yeah, they, like, they're all different enough. Yeah, they had really good uh, on-set materials. I'm, I was really shocked to hear that they rushed this movie. Um. So, yeah, they... He gets dried out for the first time, but enough moisture survived. We're surprised, motherfucker. Yeah, he just pops out of the husk while Godzilla's breaking it down, flies out, then reforms back to his big form later. And then probably, so there's three very iconic Godzilla, kind of kind of funny things that happen in the Showa series. Oh, One yes. being the tail slide, which we've covered an awful lot. Yeah, the, it's the our logo. The tail sliding drop kick. It's our logo. Two happens in this film, which is when Godzilla sees him flies away. He's like, well, I got to catch him. Turns around, puts his arms up, Mm -hmm. and starts firing off his atomic breath and takes flight. Godzilla flies in this fucking movie. Yes, he does. And then the third one we'll talk about when we get to it in some other film. But it's also an iconic thing that are just kind of like, oh, there's some goofiness to Godzilla. Um, so yeah, he tucks into a little egg ball, tail wrapped up, tucked yeah, just in. Wraps up in the fetal position and just starts flying backwards. And he catches up to him. Yeah. Like, that's impressive considering how fast Hidora is going. Yeah, he just catches up to him and then just knocks him out of the air. And Hidora's got to revert to his landing form until he can get back big enough to his final form. And then he grabs him and then just flies back. Yeah. When he turns into his landing form, he just picks him back up and flies back to the electrodes. But by now, the electrodes have been damaged with the wiring. They mm-hmm. can't they can't repower it. Godzilla's like, I got this. And just breathes his atomic breath onto the electrodes and fully powers them up. And I'm trying to figure out how that works. It, it's movie magic. Yeah, Godzilla movie magic. It's, it's a-, a movie about giant monsters fighting. 
I'll suspend disbelief that his atomic breath can charge the electrons. I mean, to be fair, we <laughs> use atomic energy, so maybe. I, I'm willing to suspend disbelief on a lot of things, Godzilla. I'm I'm there for it. I mean, the fact that he can use that. Also, he, hold he, on. We hold just on. saw him fly. Yeah. We just saw him fly. Yeah, hold on. On that premise, that breath is powerful enough to propel a arguably 40 to 50 metric ton giant lizard dinosaur mutant basically and then and also he, carry a 48 yeah ton. and then he blows it on these electrodes and they are immediately destroyed suspend your disbelief charles that's a lot of suspending charles am, it's godzilla i am basically in the air floating here's the thing you cannot over critique godzilla movies because it'll fall apart <laughs> very quickly you know this i know but i just thought about that like hold on he flew with that breath and he does it on this human-made structure and it's not toppled over yeah uh, yeah like and they real quick set that up so it's not it can't be the most stable they thing set it up with like duct tape and paper mache like they're like we got it here in a day um so yeah it it vap evaporates uh hedera to like almost nothing yeah and then godzilla reaches in starts throwing more of it out he's like no there's no more moisture in here let's yeah, get this yeah. shit he out just keeps shoveling out every little piece he can and just keeps relighting the electrodes until every little piece is dried out and that's pretty much it. And it there's like three minutes of him walking back to the ocean. It's like, you guys could have cut a lot of this. Like, yeah. I know you were on like quick time, but like a lot of this could have been cut. But yeah. overall, what do you think of this movie? This is a very polarizing Godzilla film. I, I really liked it because of the multiple fight scenes. You know, when I first saw this, when I was like 13, 14, I didn't like it. I was like, it's too long. The, there's a lot of awkward silence, like the, the lights flashing, and then like him walking back, and then just the kid talking. I was like, man, this isn't a good movie. The weird hippie stuff, I'm like, eh. but as an adult seeing this, like, this is a good movie. Yeah, uh, has a has a good message that like really needs to be paid more attention to. Right, you know, forty years later. Uh, but yeah, good movie, good fight scenes, a little little dry in some points, but sends, sends a message. I, I'm definitely on team. This is a good movie. Hedora is a good villain because you kind of see the hopelessness of Godzilla. Yeah. Because if the humans weren't there to help, he would have lost. Yeah, he would have lost that fight. Straight up. And, you know, if you really think about it, there is way more pollution on that planet that he could have gotten a hold of. Mm -hmm. Hedora could have essentially just kept growing. He would have been our new lord and savior he of sludge. eventually probably engulfed the planet. Yeah. The planet would have been Hedra. Thank God for Godzilla. <laughs> oh, that's the new outro, I think. I'm going to say thank God go. for Godzilla. Thank God for Godzilla. It took us four four episodes. But... We now have an outro. <laughs> All right, but yeah, that's that's the Showa version of Hedra. Uh, it's worth checking out for sure. Uh, he's not in my top five favorite villains, but top ten, I put him there. Yeah, I'll make him number ten. You'll make him number 10? Yeah, he's yeah. probably there. I got um, I got a couple other guys nowhere near as dangerous, but I just freaking love him. He's he's probably top five most dangerous. Oh, yeah, 1v1 definitely. 1v1 style. Yeah. No backup. He's not getting taken down very easily. Yeah. But, yeah, that's been the show. Thank you so much, guys, for listening, for hanging in there with us. Uh, sorry we're a little late, but we'll be back next month for another movie. We might have a guest on next episode. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, yeah. Chuck, you got anything to say? Thank God for Godzilla. <laughs>